Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Misseldine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Welcome back to Creating Wealth and Wellness. Hi! I'm so I like that intro. <laughs> that one every week. <laughs> Maybe I should create, I'll create no, a seriously, I really do. melody every time. I like that one. <laughs> okay, but seriously, we are back to Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast with me, Tara Stein, and Amanda Kingsley, who I'm so excited that I get to like see you now while we are doing our Zoom recordings. It's really fun. Um, it has such a different quality to me to actually like look at your face while we're talking versus just hearing audio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very funny. This is going to be the one we choose to put the video up on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so let's let's ramp into our show. Um, I'm going to jump into the iTunes store and I'm going to share a review with all of you. If you have been listening to this podcast or even if today's your first time, if you would actually go into iTunes, I know it's not super easy to do, but we'd be happy to help you if you jump on Facebook and let us know you're having a hard time. Um, it is such a huge boon to this show when people offer us a rating and review on iTunes. It makes us so much more visible and also lets us know that we're not talking here in a vacuum. So thank you to everybody who has done it. Um, there is a really beautiful one here from Maggie McCracken. And she says she loves this podcast. She counts down the days till the next one comes out. We are so easy to listen to, Amanda, because we work so well together. Um, and, yeah, and, and it's really beautiful what she says about each of us. Um, and I'm not going to go into it because I might start crying. So go right into <laughs> our gratitude. One of my favorite people on the planet. I can see why. We yeah. love you, Maggie. She's a ridiculous you. human being. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Maggie, if you get a chance and you're listening to this show, which sounds like you might be, jump into Facebook and let everybody else know how awesome you are too. Because now we know. Um, okay, what's your what's your gratitude this week, Amanda? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with online shopping. How Ooh, about that? We have kind of a theme coming up with now, our gratitude today. <laughs> the local people are cursing me shop local shop local shop local well I gotta say I'm a big fan of the online shopping mm -hmm. yesterday I got in a pair of skis how cool is that that's amazing. I ordered a pair of skis and they showed up in a big box it's <laughs> like this is awesome because you know what I want to ski with my kids I'm not like a massive skier. I don't have like, I don't need super fancy equipment, but I want to be out on the mountain with my kids. I have really old equipment and I don't have time to like go to a ski shop and manage the whole negotiating and finding the best deal and knowing what I want. And I was like, bam, click order, skis at my door. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I can ski with my kids. So yeah, that's my, uh, sorry, local shoppers. I do as the, best I can when I can to support mm -hmm. but I also love online shopping. Yes, there there may be very few things that either you or I is a purist about. Oh, I don't, so yeah. We do what we can and then we also get skis in the mail and that's okay. That's right. <laughs> okay, so my, my gratitude today is kind of in a similar vein, but mine is YouTube. Um, oh, nice. 
I have learned, like, it is such a treasure trove of learning for me. I, I totally love it. I love it so much more than social media. I, like, if I have time to blow, I'm going to learn how to make a better sourdough loaf or how to create my own, like, DIY fish scale concrete tiles for my future conservatory. Like, you, you name it, I have learned to do everything <laughs> you do. And I just love it. I'm so grateful that technology has come to that place of that kind of like creative knowledge sharing that like now I don't have to wait for somebody else to be so good at something that they get a book published about it that I have to try to find at Barnes and Noble. I can just literally do a two second search and learn anything I want. And that just feels so empowering to me. It's pretty cool. And as a parent, it is another one of those blessings and curses, like, right. But I multiple times, my kids have said to me, how do I, and I will literally say, let's find a video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And they're guaranteed to be one. So, so cool. Now Mm -hmm. it's also a death trap for children in many, many ways. Aria doesn't use YouTube anymore. (laughs) <laughs> on, her, on her own she, she even says like what happens if you if you watch youtube on your own she's like i watch bad baby and it rots my brain <laughs> <laughs> so she does not watch youtube anymore on, on phones or devices funny Forbidden. all right <laughs> topic time yes okay so today we are going to be talking about something that's pretty near and dear to my heart and that is volunteering so Love it, it is a huge topic. So I'm, I'm interested to see which little niche of it we dive into today. Um, but you're the one that actually suggested that we talk about it today. So what's your, what's most top of mind for you regarding volunteering? Uh, well, this week, let's see, today is Friday and this week on Tuesday, I have been meaning to volunteer for this program at my kid's school for years, like at least two years. After school program, parents volunteer to run a workshop uh, for, they define all the, like, whatever they want it to be, how many kids and what the cost is and yada, yada. And I just, every time it comes into the school folder, I'm like, I got to do that. I got to do that. (laughs) Well, I did it. And so my first class of a six week series this time um, was on Tuesday and it just, it felt so, and it was in the middle of a really busy, and it's a tricky word to use, but a really busy jam-packed day. And it felt so good. It didn't feel like a burden. It felt like I was giving back. It felt like I was working with my community. It just was so, it just felt so good. Um, the after-school club was called Random Acts of Kindness. So I have oh. a group of fifth grade girls and we are literally we mapped out our random acts of kindness for the community and watching them light up about it so you know like I chose something that was important to me my kids school and then within that I chose something that was important to me which was like a message I want to spread to children in their community and so that makes volunteering not a burden, right? It's not like if I had volunteered to um, run the wrapping paper fundraiser, I'd be cursing myself, right? Because it's not something that's important to me. It's not something I want to do. And then volunteering suddenly becomes like less valuable because I'm really just checking it off the list. Like I don't actually want to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so that to me is one of the keys of, of like volunteering, right? It's like honing in on what you love and what you're good at and finding a way to be of service in your, in your tribe. Right. Um, right. So yeah. there, there is something that has kind of, um, surfaced for me as an angle that I want to talk about here. Um, and that is the, the sort of preconception that a lot of people have that it's not volunteering unless it's altruistic. And um, I do not subscribe to that belief. Like I, I don't think that it doesn't count if there is a payoff for you. Um, yeah. And I don't, I mean, obviously not like a financial thing because then it's not volunteering, but every single thing, and this speaks very, very closely to what you're talking about. Um, but every, I have done so much volunteering. And as a matter of fact, it was, it was a, almost maybe an addiction that I had to really redefine what my capacities were, especially once I had Aria. Um, because, you know, I was like a 70, 80 hour a week entrepreneur. And a lot of that was revenue generating work for my businesses. And a lot was actually engaging. I was serving on like seven different boards and committees. So that meant that I was out at meetings all the time. And sometimes they were kind of like emotionally and intellectually demanding. And um, there was, there's always been a huge payoff for me to be included in that kind of work. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the payoff is that it's very validating when I feel like my, my ideas are useful um, or that I get to help shape the mission or the productivity of something that I care about. Um, I have joined boards and committees simply because I've been really interested in how the inner workings of something work. Um, which I'm unfamiliar with, like the, the mm -hmm. one that takes the most of my time right now, I serve on a, a board of trustees for a cooperative charter school here in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, and I took on an extra year, so I'm closing into my third anniversary of serving on this board of trustees. And last year, they also um, sort of elected me to be the chair and president of the governance committee. Um, and I just, I had no idea how anything about charter schools worked prior to joining this board. And I was very, very intrigued, um, <clears throat> because when I joined it, I was a brand new mom and I'm like, oh, I would love to know a little bit more about the education system and the inner workings of a, it's a cooperative charter school, but it's a public charter school. So there's sort of like multiple layers on top of public schooling. And now I get to know like all of the inner behind the scenes workings of the public school and the charter school system. So it's been super cool. And that payoff was, has been worth it to me in terms of relationships that I have built through the volunteering because people who volunteer, and I'm not to say this like not narcissistically, but it's a certain caliber of person who will give of themselves like that. And so it makes you feel great. And there's nothing wrong with that. You meet awesome people and there's definitely nothing wrong with that. You learn really awesome things and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. So, um, but I have had people kind of share this concept with me that like they, they're not appreciating their own volunteer service because they got something out of it. So it's almost like they, Wow, that they, is it. they minimize it. And I think that's so backwards. I think that um, 
so backwards. So I, backwards. I, I agree completely. <laughs> yeah. Like it, my, it makes me physically uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it, it speaks to a deeper, you know, a, a systemic problem with our own self-worth and the way we value our own contribution in the world and, and what we bring to the table, I think. Um, but it's, it's not uncommon. You know, wow. it's not uncommon. That, yeah, see, that's something that never would have come to mind for me. Ever, ever, ever. So I'm so glad you brought it up. It's, it's really fascinating. And it's that um, similar to the concept of like, if there's no sacrifice, if you're not working really hard for it, you don't deserve it. Like somehow you didn't earn it if you didn't have to like put blood, sweat and tears and stuff. Into yeah, it. really interesting stuff that brings up. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Yeah, so th that's and an interesting what, angle that came up for me today. And what is this? What's it for those people who really feel like a diehard truth in that, and that it has to be this unselfish act? Um, what is that serving in them? Right? Like what that believing that truth? What is it serving in them? I'd just be so curious to have that conversation with somebody. Yeah. Um, I think it, it works on the, when, when someone's kind of deciding whether or not to offer their volunteer service um, and also in reflection back on volunteer service, because um, I've, what, this is most memorable to me in certain conversations that I had with people when I, I won this kind of prestigious entrepreneur, it wasn't even an entrepreneurial award. It was like a local leadership award. It's called 40 under 40. Um, and there were comments. I got the impression that you know, every, in order to win that award and, and even be nominated, you have to be at a certain level of like civic and volunteer service. So every single person who wins that award serves on multiple committees and boards of nonprofits. And um, so that kind of volunteer service is sort of a prerequisite for that kind mm -hmm. of recognition. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I thought it was interesting that it seemed to like, oh, well, now that I've won this award, because I was involved in all of that volunteer service. It's like now I have been paid for my volunteer service and it doesn't like, it was sort of a means to end and like this weird level of like subconscious dismissive guilt or something that like, Oh, well I didn't really volunteer cause I got paid with the recognition of winning this, wow. this award, you know? So it was like this really interesting dynamic. Yeah. It was a little bit, it was a little bit weird. Um, and just more interesting than weird, I would say. Um, yeah. It's so, so it's interesting too, because if you're, let's say you are running an organization and you're putting together a board of committee members or, or you are running a nonprofit and you have a section of that that requires volunteers, like who do you want to volunteer for you? Like you want people who have some sort of self interest in that. Like it lights them up. Like it mm -hmm. sparks something in them that contributes to your project. Right. Like, so yeah, that's the backwards part to me is like, I would want the exact, exact opposite. Like I would want people who, um, have something to gain from it because they're going to give that much more to it. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of that idea of like, if you want something done, ask the busiest person. That yeah. You know. <laughs> Every board and committee that I have ever served on has been composed 
almost entirely of very busy volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. People don't, people with like an enormous amount of extra time on their hands tend not to actually be the ones that are volunteering to move the world forward. So um, I also find that really interesting. So I'm curious if we can leave listeners with some tools for deciding whether or not to volunteer for something. Cool. Yeah. Um, Like what are some of the things you would ask of yourself or process when Mm -hmm. making a decision? Because um, like, and that came to me because you said um, the busiest people always get asked to serve. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely been asked to serve things that I've, have ultimately said, no way, this is yeah. not the right project for me. <laughs> but how well, do we make that decision? How do our listeners make that decision when asked to participate in, in projects or when looking, seeking out volunteer? Yeah, so um, I have a few that spring immediately to mind. And one mm-hmm. is to be realistic about what your capacity is. You know, mm-hmm. Don't overstretch yourself because there's actually, it's, it's more destructive to take on a role that you suddenly have to give up and then leave a group scrambling to replace your value, that's way worse than saying no and allowing someone else to step in um, from the beginning. Um, Let's see. Also, ask questions um, of of the people who are already involved. You know, they might, it might be a two-hour board meeting, but then what are the other additional requirements or guidelines that are you know, asked of everyone that serves on the board. Is there, you, you also get encouraged to serve on an additional committee within the board. So that's right. going to add another two hours and then like several hours of weekly homework and right. huge email threads. Like just be, try to get as crystal clear about what the expectations are of that service. And I mean, some people, I, I tend to really enjoy ongoing volunteering, which is why I, I opt or have opted in the past to serve on different boards and committees because it's ongoing. It's a learning experience for me. Um, It's what, okay. So that actually feeds into like, what, what do you actually want out of a volunteering experience? If it's a nice little dopamine and self-worth hit, then maybe you might want to do something like help at an event or like a one-off volunteering opportunity and an ongoing commitment. Um, Like, you know, basically agreeing to a two-year term on a board is very yeah. different than like going and helping at your local kitchen or your your pantry. There's a different reward too, though. Totally like I different. serve on the local education council, and that is different year-length terms. One, two, three. Like I, I don't know if anyway. Yeah. Um, but when you enter into a volunteer position like that, where you know it's a two-year term, there's there's such a different reward from that and such a different expectation. Um, and so, yeah, to really understand what that is, is so, so important and to be willing to stretch your, stretch your comfort zone, right? Cause sometimes it's really scary to sign up for a two year term, but there's a different, um, you're able to give and be of more value when it's a longer commitment like that. You're able, cause if, if there's a, committee that's getting new volunteers every year like how how much are they able to put out right and so you're giving in a totally different way and so maybe stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes is okay to go like two years can I can I make the commitment to this thing I believe in or not 
Yeah. So it, it's a really interesting fine line of knowing, um, you know, what you, what you, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. I'll darn it. <laughs> it was really, I was talking and talking and talking. No, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't that. It was because I looked down at my notes of the show. Um, yeah. But, but it yeah. is, I mean, the same themes are always going to come up for us. I think are often going to come up for us. It was like, um, is this in alignment with who I am, what my purpose is in the world and how I want to contribute? Um, how does it either, how does it either serve or detract from the other projects in my life, be they family or work or, you know, anything, self-care, yeah. like yeah. whatever they are. Um, but it's, not, it's always the same. What's my intention? Um, what's my goal? What would be the best case scenario? What would be the worst case scenario? Um, those yeah. themes are like just going to keep coming up over and over again because they're so important in how we live like a meaningful life. Totally. And my, my closing thought came back to me. Oh, yay! It, it was in reference to you saying like know when to push yourself. Um, and the, the fine line that I think is like absolutely critical when you're thinking about this kind of volunteering opportunity or commitment, and that is to know where pushing into your growing edge stops and where I should say no starts. Um, yeah, so I would like to end on that. Sometimes the best thing you can do for an organization that needs help is to say no because you're not the right person for the job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's end this beautiful episode. I, I loved this conversation. Um, let's end with our asks. Sweet. Um, you started with YouTube and I'm going to end with YouTube um, because – uh, I am now putting our podcasts on a YouTube channel. Woo People can subscribe to that. Um, I, at this point, I'm just playing with it on my own channel. So if you go to Amanda Kingsley, there's a whole playlist of the, um, of our podcasts. Um, uh, and then we will decide moving forward based on this little experiment of me putting it on my playlist, how we want to, um, market and use that from its own entity, which is creating wealth and wellness. So if you start by subscribing there, we can sort of play with it and decide where we want to take it as a unit. Yeah. And let us know maybe on the, the Facebook page or something, if YouTube audio is useful, you know, do you, would anyone find, does anyone find it useful? I know I do. So I'm, I'm interested. Um, okay. And my ask, um, I am looking for a book about a particular topic and I want some recommendations and that is codependency. Ooh. Um, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily self-diagnosing myself, um, but I have had, I've overheard a couple of very intriguing conversations and I really just want to know more about hmm. this topic and, and this psychology. So if anybody has a really good book on codependent psychology or codependency, I would love to know some recommendations. I just want to dive in and learn a little bit about it. So cool. there you go. That's that. All right. Till next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes and check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work from home mother of three. Her mission is to empower others to live fuller lives. Learn more about her at her website, amandastarkingsley.com. 
Tara Misseldine is a passionate entrepreneur founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.